So I'm sitting here this morning and I'm thinking, man, this place is empty. And then it dawned on me, our junior hires are all downstairs. How cool is that? Yeah. So we got a little bit of room to grow again, right? I was so pumped, I, I, I don't even remember why. I walked out of my office and I heard music. I heard music from in here, but I heard music from down there. And I'm like, what is going on? And then as I listened, I went, oh, that sounds really good. Must be Tony's playing a CD or something. And I realized it's live. And it was uh, Tyler and Hannah downstairs getting ready for the kids to come down. And it was beautiful. And I'm like, man, this place rocks. I love the hope. Yes. God is doing some amazing things in this church. I hope you're excited about that. We're in the Lord's business. Amen? Why are we here? For Him and to do what else? Yes. Bring them in. Get people saved. Invite them to church. 97% of people that come to church were invited. Hello? That means 3% just show up. How are we doing with that? Invite people. I wanted to bring a little bit more honor to somebody this morning. Embarrassing the daylights out of them. We got to watch and hear Lisa this morning. And would you two stand? I'd like to introduce to you Dylan and Lisa Wickman. They were married here yesterday, and my wife and I had the privilege of uh, overseeing their ceremony. We love you guys, and, and they're going all the way to Ironwood. That, that, I think that's in Russia, isn't it? It's <laughs> close, right? Might as well be. Um, we're praying that you end up coming back, though, because you're going to be missed. So anyway, thank you for letting us be a part of your day yesterday. And I was eavesdropping. I was watching you on the camera. And I saw you two dancing, and you were all cuddly, and it was so cool to see. And I'm like, they're still there. I figured they'd be in their hotel room by now. <laughs> anyway, we love you. God bless you. And uh, keep in touch with us. Let us know how you're doing. Amen. Okay. Wow. You know, I really did struggle this week with what I was going to say this morning, and honestly, I wasn't even sure I'd get to it, and it's already 11.30, so I have a short time now to, to give you what I feel like the Lord gave me, but I just want to say, as I started preparing, I, I, I hit roadblocks, I hit walls, I think we heard that a little bit from Carrie, no matter what you're facing this week, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting there going, God, what do you want me to say? And you know, as a minister, it's not fun when you're sitting there Saturday morning and you still don't know what direction you're going to take. You know what I'm saying, don't you? It's scary. And I'm like, all right, Lord, this is Norm down here. Haven't heard from you yet this week. How's it going up there? I said, Lord, you've got to have something that you want these people to hear today. And I heard it as clear as day. Give them Jesus. 
Give him Jesus. Just talk about me, he said. <laughs> Just talk about me. How cool is that? So, the title of today, it's all about Jesus. And I kind of want to... I want to jump off of, I, I read from uh, where John the Baptist had released, you know, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away. I don't mean to make fun of that. I don't. That was my Charlton Heston voice. Behold the Lamb of God. I wanted to begin in John 1. And this is a nothing fancy message. It's just the gospel truth. Is that okay? All right. And we'll see where the Lord goes with this. Let's just say a quick prayer, because I, I know we prayed a lot. But Lord, again, I just thank you for this message that you put on my heart. Help me no, to know what to say and what not to say. And uh, help me to get done in uh, 25 minutes, if that's even possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! In the beginning. Put it up behind me. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created and His life brought light to everyone. Another version of this or some of the older manuscripts say and nothing was created except through Him, the Word gave life to everything. So first, I wanted to look at the Word. The Word already existed in the beginning. How many can say amen? See, this is one thing that blows the evolutionary minds of people. Because they're, they're stuck with, well, when did God show up? And we tell them, uh, He's been there since the beginning. And they're like, uh, but how can that be? I don't know. I'm not God. I just know He said He was there in the beginning, before it all began. And listen, God is not stuck to time like you and me. We have a 24-hour clock, seven days a week, 365-ish days a year. But not God. God can step from the past to the present to the future. He knows all, sees all. There's nothing that's taken him by surprise. So I don't necessarily understand how he does this, how he showed up before everything else. I just know he is a much bigger God than our finite minds, our scientific minds can understand. And that's okay with me. How about you? Why does Jesus say you must believe? Because there are things that we will never understand. Unless after we get our supernatural bodies transformed into those heavenly bodies. Unless at that point God does something and enhances our thinking. I don't know what it's going to be like. We may get it then, but I know this much. God is so much bigger than our egos. Second, the Logos. Jesus was with God. When? In the beginning. In the beginning. And that makes him very special, right? And then third, the Logos, Jesus, 
was God. Jesus was, is, and will forever be God. He is one in three persons in what we call the, the Trinity, the triune God. Again, this blows people away because they don't get it. And I've seen people try to explain this. Well, if you take this cherry pie and the crust is the Father, and, and the filling is Jesus, and the cherries are the Holy Spirit. They're all a part of the cherry pie. Nuh-uh, it doesn't work. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one, three persons, somehow. You can't separate them. You can't separate them. And we just have to agree that we're not going to understand it. Maybe someday, maybe when we're in heaven, we'll get it. But we serve a big God, much bigger than our finite minds can possibly understand or grasp. And I'm all right with God being bigger than what I can understand. And that's the problem with a lot of people today. Their logical mind will not allow them to just yield to that and say, all right, this is bigger than me. That's pride. That's man's thinking. Right? We don't need to understand everything there is about God. We just need to have faith and believe in Him that He exists, that He did all of these cool things that we read about in the Bible, and that He loves us. Most important, that He loves us. We don't have to get every detail about who he is just get the one he loves you we've been hammering this point he loves you he loves me he came to this earth as God in the flesh so that we would be able to experience him and we would have no excuse I threw this up Ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature. So they have, what? No excuse for knowing Him. I'm telling you right now, there are going to be a lot of evolutionists that are going to be judged unless they repent. You cannot ascribe the beauty around us and tell me all that happened by chance it's mathematically impossible but there are people that still believe it there are church people that still believe it and if that's you I'm sorry I might be stepping on your toes today but I'm sorry there's no gap in between verses 1 and 2 God created the earth in 6 days and on the 7th he rested I have no problem with that. This is a young earth that we live on. We hear this nonsense from these anti-God scientists and we buy it hook, line, and sinker. Well, let me ask you something. Who is the devil? He's the what? Father of all lies. And that's the biggest one. Can I preach a little bit? These people say, well, why doesn't God just show himself to us 
then I believe. He already did. And they didn't believe either. God's very chosen people. What do we call them? The Jewish people. The ones that we talked about putting the red blood on their doorposts so the angel of death would pass them by. And then God delivered them from the Egyptian bondage. That was just a a sign, a shadow of what was to come when he set us free from our sins and from death. Applying the blood of Jesus to our lives. But those very people who God walked through the desert for 40 years, eventually some of them made it to the promised land that God had told them they would inherit. Eventually. But those very people, when Jesus finally came in the flesh and said, I am the Messiah, they said, no, you're not. You're not, you're not, you you can't be him. You're humble. Where's your army, Jesus? Even though he did miracles that no man had ever done before, they still denied his divinity. And people are doing the same thing today. They look around, they see all this beauty, they see how this earth was made, how everything fits together. In my ignorance, if I understand this right, if this planet were to move a couple hundred miles, either one way or the other, either closer to the sun or away, we would either burn up or freeze. And God has held this planet in this spot for at least 6,000 years. To me, that's a miracle. Even if he came today and said, I am the Christ, these people would still deny. Don't be those people. Next verse, verse 5. I'm showing this in the NLT and then the, the Amplified. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. And the light shines on in the darkness For the darkness has never overpowered it, but it put out or absorbed it or appropriated it and is unreceptive to it. The devil does not want any part with God, with the light. The darkness does not like the light because when the light comes on, the darkness flees. When Jesus arrived, he arrived in a dark place, a world that was without God. In fact, The Lord had been silent with his people for about 400 years. No prophetic utterances during this 400-year period. That's a long time. And then, and then, Jesus. And then Jesus came. Born of the Virgin Mary who the Bible says was impregnated with the Holy Spirit, or by the Holy Spirit, excuse me. And this shouldn't seem too difficult for us today. If you're in uh, the medical field, you know, I've watched as different people have gone to the doctors and said, hey, you know, we can't have a baby, but they've taken the egg and then they've implanted the sperm and they've made this thing happen, conceived 
and then they put it back in the mother, and then she has a baby. Well, if we can do that today, how much simpler would it have been for the God who created the universe to have simply breathed into her? Remember last week we talked about how did Adam and Eve come alive? He breathed into them. His spirit is life-giving, and he breathed into Mary, and she became pregnant with the Son of God. Hallelujah. Why? Because God wanted us to be introduced to Him. Him. Hallelujah. Jesus is the very expression of God. That's what that word means. Logos. It means the very expression of God. How cool is that? You with me still? Jesus is the light of this world. And He came to give us life and life abundant. And then here we go. Now, I talked about this. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the father of all lies. He has nothing good for us. Nothing at all. So if you're following him, you need to jump ship and join the winning team. Jesus, on the other hand, said, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, how many know eternal life doesn't start when you end here? It begins the second that you say yes to him. It begins the minute that you apply the blood of Jesus to your life. That's when eternal life begins. The thief comes, amplified version, in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance, which means to the full or till it overflows. You know, if you came in here today like a, a sour pickle... Shame on you. You've got life and life abundant, overflowing in you if you have Jesus. How many can say amen? So my question to you would be, do you have abundant life yet? Hey? Hey? Listen to John's description. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. He's referring, of course, to the one who wore camel skins and ate locusts and honey. Ooh, doesn't that sound yummy? John himself, though, was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. And Brother Dave, that's what you're going to be doing where you're going. You're not the light. You're telling about the light that's coming. Through you, brother. Through you. The one who is a true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. And can I just say, Jesus is that light. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hoorah. Jumping down to the next verse. He came into the very world He created, but the world didn't recognize Him. He came to His own people, the Jewish people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Poke your neighbor and say, are you a child of God? Who are children of God? Verse 13 answers that they are reborn. Not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. 
Jesus was a miracle in Mary's womb. We are a miracle as we become born again. And as Jesus described that in John chapter 3, he said, no, you don't go back in and you don't come back out again. That'd be sick. Mothers would not want to be mothers. It's bad enough now. Can you imagine a full-grown adult trying to... Never mind. Sorry, I planted that picture. But we are born again, miraculously. And I believe it's, it's the Spirit in us that takes on the likeness of Christ. You know, once you've had all that sin removed and you no longer walk in guilt, it's a good feeling. I may not understand it all, but I know this much. I love Jesus and He loves me. And He's done something supernatural in this man, preparing me for what's to come. And he wants to do that in you if, you if you haven't already let him do that. Can I get a witness? Verse 14 concludes with this statement. Oops, that should have been up there. So the word became human, that means flesh and blood, and made his home among us. I said he made his home among us. Wow. Yacked like, oh well, hey, hey, he made his home with us. God made his home with us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Some of the translations use the words grace and truth. He was full of it. And we, they said, have seen his glory. The glory of the Father's one and only Son. Do you know how many testimonies there were that Jesus walked this earth and he did all the things that are mentioned in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Thousands of historical accounts. He came to live with us. The very expression of God with us. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God made his home with us. Hallelujah. That's exciting. And John stated, we have seen his glory. The glory of the Father's one and only Son. Man has no excuse. The glory of God came to this planet. He made his home with us. Jesus, the Son of God, became the Lamb who took away the sins of this world. And for those who believe and become reborn, they receive everlasting life. But for those who refuse to believe, even though the evidence is all around them, and this, this verse out of Romans 1 is going to come back to haunt them, because when they stand there and say, well, nobody ever told me about you, God's going to say, I gave you every opportunity. You saw me every day just in the miracle that you call a body. And yet you denied me. You refused to let me in. And that's going to equal everlasting separation from God. As I begin to close, 
I wanted to jump to the very last verse in chapter 1. And, and I read this and I got so excited. I was like a little kid. Then I said, the NLT says, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. The Amplified says, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you all, you shall see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I read that and I thought, I don't know if I've seen that before. This is what I got out of it. First, Jesus is our link between heaven and earth. Right? Second, he's between the light and the... Well, he is the light that's between him and the darkness. And, and we get to choose. Are we going to be light or are we going to be dark? All right? Finally... He is between God and man. Now, He is God, but He came as an expression of God so that we would have a visual image of Him. There was a man yesterday in the wedding, and I, I don't remember his name, but he looked like Jesus. And every, every time I saw him, I just kept thinking, man, I feel like I'm around Jesus. He was a handsome-looking man, too, and, I know the Bible says Jesus wasn't anything to look at, but whenever we seem to picture him, we always think of him as this handsome dude, kind of like the one at the Holy Land down in Orlando. What does Jesus look like? He looks like love. He looks like God. Grace and truth. Faithfulness. Justice. Righteousness. That's what he looks like. And he's invited us to be a part of his kingdom. Not when we get to heaven. See, that's the fallacy. That's, that's the wrong thinking. We need to join him now. I said, now. Now is the time to get right with him. Now is the time to, to let his light shine out of you. It's all about Jesus, amen? Without Jesus, we would be doomed. Without Jesus, we would be living in a very dark world. And we're still living in a dark world. But isn't it wonderful to know we got Jesus? We got the light, because I don't know how I'd make it through the day. If I couldn't just go to Him and say, God, I've been in the dark today. I need some light shined on me. Hallelujah. Without Jesus, we would not know God. I used to have this bumper sticker on my old Delta, Oldsmobile Delta 98. Ah, no Jesus, N-O, no Jesus. No Jesus, K-N-O-W, no peace. I think I said that wrong, but you got it, you read it. I'm about to close. Stand up with me. Tell him about me, he said. I don't know how I did, but here's what I want you to get. God loves you. 
paid a price for you. You've had people your whole life tell you you're worthless. Meaningless. What did I say earlier? Satan is the father of all lies. That is a lie. Jesus said, I came to give them life and life abundant. What does that mean? That means you have value. You have purpose. You have things God wants to do in and through you. If you let Him. God wants you to be in heaven when that day comes. And I believe that day's coming sooner than later. There are people that argue that, but so what? Things are lined up, folks. <laughs> Scriptures, the prophecies in Scripture have come to pass. There's very little holding them back, if anything, to be honest. The one thing I keep hearing is, well, people, people haven't heard yet. There are still tribes sprinkled around the earth that haven't heard yet. And then I hear this. Muslims are being woken up in the middle of the night having had dreams about Jesus knocking on the door of their hearts saying, invite me in. And they're changing their lives. And if God can do that with these men and women, He can do that with anybody wherever they're sprinkled across this globe. And it only takes one person to reach that village. Somebody has a dream about Jesus coming and saving them, they're going to remember that and they're going to share the good news. Now he still wants us to tell people, we're the light of the world. After we're born again. But we've got to take that first step. So with heads bowed, I just want to ask, you're here, to sit here today and you'd say, Pastor Norm, I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I've been living my life like I should be. And you know what? I just want to make sure today that if my heart were to stop beating or if Jesus were to come back for his church today, that I would be ready with everybody's head bowed and eyes closed. Just lift your hand up if you just want me to pray with you. You need Jesus today. You know it. Yep, hands going up all over the room. Thank you. Put them down. Anybody else? Thank you. Thanks for being honest. How many would say, Pastor Norm, Jesus came to live with me. But I'm not sure I've really let him into my home. But I feel like today I need to make that choice. I need to welcome the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to live in me. And that means to be bold and vocal about what he's doing with me. To be a, a Christian who speaks out about his faith or her faith. I want that today. I want to make that decision today for Jesus. If that's you, would you lift your hands up? Yep, hands going up. Thanks. Put them down. Pray this with me. And I'd ask everybody here to join me. Father God, Thank you for sending Jesus, your one and only Son. Today, I confess Jesus is my Lord. If there's anything between you and me, any darkness, any sin, 
Any unforgiveness? Forgive me, Lord. Make me a new person. And if I've already prayed this prayer, forgive me for not living for you, for not putting you first. Today, I declare, Jesus is my Lord. And I'm going to be vocal about it. I'm going to reach out to the lost. The light that's in me is going to shine in the darkness. And I'm going to take it wherever you send me. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Use me, O oh God. In your mighty hand, I yield to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Should we be thankful to the Gentiles, to the Jews, as Gentiles? And I did a whole study on this last week. Jews are included. The book of John actually is a little bit anti-Jewish. But he was a Jew. John was a Jew, the author of the book. But they, they denied him. But that doesn't mean Jews aren't coming the Lord. In fact, in these last days, many have been coming, and many more are going to turn to their Messiah, Jesus. They're going to realize that He is who He said He was way back then, and they're going to repent, and they're going to accept what He did on that cross. Lord, we thank You for a people who You used to identify Your lineage. Lord Jesus, was grafted into that branch. His humanity came from the line of the Jews, your chosen people. And Lord, we just thank you for everything that means for us today. For these Gentiles, these non-Jewish people, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for us. Through the Jew, Jesus Christ. Lord, today, we humble ourselves. We ask you to use us in ways we didn't imagine. God, shake up the, the world that we're in. Shake it up using us. You are the potter. We are the clay, Lord. Mold us into the beings, the vessels you want us to be so that we can be used for righteousness, kingdom purpose. And God, for those who are in here today who'd say, you know what, I don't think God can use me. I pray that thinking, that stinking thinking would be squashed in the name of Jesus. And Lord, that you'd show them they are a child of God. And that means they've inherited everything that Jesus gave us. Kingdom privilege, kingdom principles. Everything the Word of God talks about, the Bible talks about, it's ours. Your promises are yes and amen for those who believe. And we stand together today as a tribe, as a people who love Jesus, Lord, and we pray, use us. Have your way, Lord, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, God's one and only Son, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. That's different today. <laughs> Woo!
go out of here excited about who we are in Jesus. By the way, if you have any questions about anything I've talked about today, talk to me. I'll hang out here for just a minute. Uh, otherwise, Lord, keep us safe in our coming and in our going. Bless our families. And Lord, we pray just for a great week in Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Give Brother Dave and Peggy a big hug and uh, hug somebody's neck you haven't met yet. God bless you. Have a great week in Jesus.